Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander from Smile and Ahrefs. I'm Simone de Rochefort, Senior Video Producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Advocate at Microsoft, and Brianna Wu, Executive <laughs> Director of Rebellion Pack, and unfortunately possessor of a voice that still is in recovery, although I, we have I heard it doesn't amazing. hurt you. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's it's great. You know, one of the stories we covered today, I was horrified because I'm reading the story at the Wall Street Journal and they included a video of a of an interview I did with them yesterday <gasps> sounding like this. And I'm like, no, I don't want anyone to hear me like this. And yet here we are. Thank you yes. so much for being on, even though you're still recovering. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, as you can, you might glean if you're on Twitter, this is going to be a pretty big week for us um, because in the gaming world, our in, the entire foundations <laughs> of our world were shaken on Monday uh, with the announcement that Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard. Uh, we, of course, give the disclaimer here that Christina works for Microsoft. You, Indeed. as far as I know, are not on the you're not on the games team. No, I, I, and, and I also have like no knowledge uh, about this. I am going to be careful about what I say only because it, the deal isn't finalized and I don't want anybody to use any excuse of being like, oh, well, a Microsoft person said this. I'm not speaking for the company, uh, mm -hmm. but I will say I'm speaking for myself. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's it. But I, I'm still going to be careful with what I say for those reasons. All right. You know nothing and you're <laughs> nope. still going to be careful. All right. Yep. That's that's not true. Christina secretly runs Microsoft. She's the brains behind all of it. We yeah. all know it. Christina just own up to it. You know what? If I was, I would get. I would have so much more money. You guys, like, it's not even <laughs> like I, I would have a house. I would have so many other things. I don't though. But but that's that's nice of you to think that I have that kind of power. Well, let's <laughs> let's hope that Phil Spencer notices you. <laughs> <laughs> he does All follow right. me on Twitter. Oh, that's cool. Okay, let's get down to business. Microsoft uh, is acquiring Activision, Activision Blizzard being the troubled publisher of such enormous franchises such as Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Diablo. Uh, the deal values Activision at $68.7 billion. And on closing, or at some point, you know, if this goes through, uh, the goal is that many of Activision's games will come to the 25 million subscriber Xbox Game Pass service uh, once this whole thing closes. Uh, so that could possibly include titles like Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, Candy Crush. Uh, it, Activision is a very large, uh, big name in the games industry. Uh, Microsoft CEO Phil Spencer says they will offer on Game Pass, quote unquote, as many Activision Blizzard games as we can. This comes at a after a whole troubled year for Activision Blizzard, which we have talked about extensively on this show. Uh, last July, they were sued by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing uh, for promoting a culture of, quote unquote, constant sexual harassment. And many horrifying stories have come out about the behavior of people who work at the company uh, and the behavior of just the general culture of working there, which seems to have encouraged uh, heavy drinking um, and a culture of you know, inappropriate discussion and sexual harassment and at on certain occasions, even rape. 
Uh, Activision Blizzard settled with the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission uh, earlier last year for $18 million, uh, though that case is being appealed right now. Uh, A lot of people have left the company and a strong remaining force of employees are looking to unionize, a process which will continue even with the Microsoft purchase. Uh, This deal, which was announced, like I said, on Monday, is going to take a considerable amount of time to complete. I think fiscal year 2023 was the date that I saw about when everything will be wrapped up. And 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 that means July first, twenty twenty three, um, mm-hmm. for uh, or uh, for or fiscal year twenty twenty three, um, no, because it's fiscal year twenty twenty two right now. So yeah, correct. So it'd be a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Because fiscal year twenty twenty three will be July twenty will be July first, twenty twenty two this year. That's when it starts, and it will end June thirtieth, um, twenty twenty three. Gotcha. So. So yeah, so it, we're we're looking at, at they're they're expecting over a year for this to close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and currently, it's looking like one of the end goals is to provide a graceful exit for Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick, who has been accused of allowing this boys' club harassment culture to persist at Activision for years. According to a Wall Street Journal report, it was these allegations and the following stock hits that Activision Blizzard took that led to Phil Spencer uh, scenting blood in the water and approaching Activision Blizzard, um, not for the first time, with a potential deal to uh, buy them out. And this time, uh, especially with the uh, alleged graceful exit package for Bobby Kotick, who is staying on until the deal closes, according to the reports that I've seen, um, he agreed to sell the company, which he's been running since the early 90s. Uh, that took two months of negotiations until that was gr- agreed upon. And the deal, when it closes, will make Microsoft the third largest gaming company by revenue. Uh, this comes after a couple unsuccessful attempts at acquisition on Microsoft's part. Uh, they tried to buy TikTok a couple years ago, which we were kind of excited about. They tried to buy Pinterest, uh, and they also tried to buy Discord. They only succeeded in buying LinkedIn. <laughs> and no, there, there were some other acquisitions and as well. And GitHub, GitHub. GitHub was, GitHub was, was an awesome a big one. deal. Yes, that was an awesome one. Um, yeah, so that that is the state of things right now. This is a huge, huge merger acquisition deal in in gaming. It's going to put you know one of a company that I think over the last couple of years with the ascendance of Game Pass and the launch of the Xbox Series X and the more affordable and incredible Xbox Series S uh, has really made Microsoft, uh, has put Microsoft on an upswing, I think, in terms of you know accessibility and um, just ubiquity. Um, and Activision Blizzard is, like I said, a huge, huge, huge publisher of many. Oh, they bought Bethesda, too. Microsoft yes. bought Bethesda. Uh last year or something, uh, which is also huge. So this is the second large, large publisher that they have or snapped up, um, which raises a lot of concerns, I think valid ones, about uh, monopoli- monopolization, but also just like accretion of, of publishing power in the games industry. I've talked enough what conglomeration. Do you think? Conglomeration. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what do you two uh what was your what were your reactions to this news? Go ahead, Christina. 
Yeah. I mean, I was surprised, right? Obviously, like I was one of those things I didn't know anything about it. I saw the news the same time everybody else. And and there were some of my, you know, kind of like a group chats that I have with 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 the, uh, friends and colleagues and people were like, what's going on? I'm like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my, my read, even before the reporting came out, that it was kind of about how the board, I guess, was approaching how they could you know, handle the Bobby Kotick situation. That was initially always my read. I was like, oh, okay, clearly he will not be involved after, you know, the deal closes. Um, like he's given some interviews and he's like, oh, well, I'll stick around as long as they want me to. But like, that's come on, like yeah. a, a guy like that isn't, and he, this would put any of the the HR stuff aside, but, but let's say that this was, this had nothing to do with that scandal, which I, I think it has everything to do with that scandal. Um, you wouldn't make some sort of acquisition like that where you're leading a company of that size and you decide to then report to someone else who's then reporting to someone else. Like you, that, that's just, that doesn't work. No. Uh, you don't go from like leading a public company of that size and, and of a studio that you've built and then report to someone else. You don't do that. So he, so this seemed to me like just kind of like from a business thing, like, okay, actually this seems fairly smart. Like if, if you've wanted to get more play and you've wanted to consolidate more ownership um, in into the gaming space, which is happening, not just Microsoft, but with, you know, a lot of other, um, you know, companies, the, the power is consolidating into a, a number of large companies. And we can talk about why that's problematic, but that is a reality that that's happening. So if you see that as an opportunity and you say, okay, we could get this really huge publisher and and this 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 really huge company that has you know the um you know Activision Blizzard and also King remember King mm-hmm. you know which is a, a really big thing especially when it comes to to mobile and whatnot which is not really something I, I think at least in terms of the other studios that uh, that Xbox has, has bought over the years I don't think most of them have as strong of kind of a, a mobile social play um, this seems like this is a way to be able to make the deal that where you might otherwise not be able to because the board doesn't want to fire the guy. Clearly, we've been calling for him to be fired, but they clearly don't want to fire him. He has mm-hmm. too many shares himself to be forced out, so the board would have to do it. And this seems like this is maybe the most efficient way of doing that and, you know, like taking some of that power, so to speak, for yourself. So for, certainly from a business standpoint, I feel like this makes a lot of sense uh, I, I will say the stock is down, but I, I, I don't, you know, that's, I don't think that really says anything long-term. Um, I, I think that it is more of a kind of a, 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 like a reformation that, uh, Game Pass is really big and that that's where a bunch of the investment is going. The size of the investment is notable. This is $70 billion. This is about what, this is about what time uh, Warner was sold for to to AT and T, you know, and, and that deal. Speaking of regulatory things, took a really long time to go through, and and now you know it's being spun off, um, you know, for a much smaller amount to merge with Discovery. But this is a really, really huge corporate merger, and it. But it's eye popping in the sense that it's like this is going to be all cash. This isn't going to be financed. This is just because. There are a number of really big tech companies, you know, Apple and Microsoft being the two biggest who have so much freaking money and their market caps just keep getting bigger that they can just make these sorts of moves, which that to me is kind of the, nuts. Yeah, that's yeah, a whole nother discussion. Quickly, yeah. The, yeah, the fact that it's all cash is also absolutely bonkers. I, I think comparing it, I just double check the numbers. AT&T spent $85 billion on Time Warner. And I think right. given the exponential nature of of billions and how large those numbers are, I feel like that's not <laughs> quite fair to compare $68 billion to $85 billion. Um, 
but it is still huge. No, but, it, but some of the reports are saying it could it could be as much as seventy five billion. I mean, like d- depends when it comes out. Sure. You're 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 right. It's not apples to apples, but it's in the same ball game. It's certainly more of that level than it is of say, it's double what they what what Microsoft spent on LinkedIn. Like yeah. it's more than double. Yeah, and and that was a pretty massive acquisition at the time. So yeah. No, I think it's fair. And, you know, there's a there's a whole nother discussion to be had. Like, is this good for the video game industry as a, as a whole? I mean, we're really seeing a kind of vertical integration that's taking place. Um, I, I think that as far as being good for consumers, I, I've said it on the show a million times, Game Pass is the best deal in video games. And, you know, we do seem to be moving towards this Netflix model. I'm not even sure it's going to be bad for for independent game studios. You have games like Other Side and Unpacking showing up on Games Pass. And it's, you know, they're, they're investing in these smaller developers, bringing good games forward and letting really big audiences play it. I think that's really, really exciting. I think that there's there's another discussion to be had about like what this means for the industry really long term, because it does seem like it's consolidating. You know, Tencent gobbling everything up, I can tell mm-hmm. you for a fact that's had some detrimental effect, uh, effects with Unreal Engine development. It just it just has. They have a huge stake in Unreal. You know, um, with Apple and you know, now Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo and Tencent, it's really just kind of going into just a few houses. So I, I don't think that's all good or bad. I think we're going to have to wait and see. I think, to me, what's really interesting about this is, does this mean this is going to, the culture is going to get better for the women and underrepresented people that work at Activision Blizzard? Uh, you know, Simone, that was a great summary at the, the top of this, but I really want to go through what the Wall Street Journal reporting was on Bobby Kotick, because it was Mm -hmm. horrifying. His role in personally interceding to stop HR discussions and to stop people from being held accountable uh, from these kinds of internal investigations. You know, culture comes from the very top. And, you know, I am of the opinion that I, I think this is going to bode well for the workers in the short term. I, I do. Um, you know, Microsoft, the Xbox team today is not the Xbox team. It was in 2014. I remember being at GDC recruitment events and you would have erotic dancers come out for Microsoft hiring events, just stripping down and gyrating, which is a really uncomfortable place to try to network. Uh, you know, they have, kind of stepped in and and stopped that in the meantime. So I I think if you look at kind of the trajectory Microsoft Xbox team has gone to kind of uh, kibosh these kind of tendencies, it's not a perfect record, but it's a a defensible record. And I just, I I am of the opinion it's going to get better. Uh, I'm also concerned because you mentioned, Simone, at the top of the show, real efforts to unionize. Well, when you have all new to employer <laughs> the very next day in a much larger company, um, I think that there's a fair way to read that this kind of uh, throwing a wrench into those efforts. So, um, yeah, this is it's truly one of those situations where it's not all good. It's not all bad. It's It's kind of mixed, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I definitely, I, it, it will be huge if the employees, I think, do manage to unionize because then there will be a large cadre of unionized games workers under the umbrella of, like I said, the third largest <laughs> uh, games publisher by revenue. And that will be pretty amazing. And that could be that could be a, a big sea change. Um, I'm also vaguely hopeful for the culture shift. I do think I feel overall negative when it comes to the conglomeration of games developers under these large <laughs> feudal houses, if you were, of like Tencent, Microsoft, Sony. I, I think that there is a big difference between a game a, a game developer putting its games on Game Pass, which as far as I have read, most developer, the, what I have read about it is the developers are pretty positive about it. They feel like it's right. a fair deal um, and it's getting their games in front of many, many, many eyes with a very low barrier to entry, um, which is great. I, I think there's a huge difference between that and game companies being by and large owned and in some way, you know, overseen by this larger umbrella corporation, not to make a resident evil pun. I'm not, <laughs> um, but, but it, it definitely, definitely does trouble me because I, I do feel like that at the end of the day, like as much as we could say there are good Microsoft original games, I do think ultimately that leads the increased corporatization, large corporatization of the games industry can only lead to more sterile offerings, yeah, by and large. Um, so and and I just, yeah, I just don't feel great about that aspect of it. See, totally. but this is this is where I'm 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 I, I share those concerns, Simone. And the more I think about it, I'm not sure that it's gonna lead to that outcome. You know, now that um now that I've been working with Hollywood for a while to bring the Gamergate show forward, you know, I have a lot clearer picture about how, say, Netflix works with uh, you know, various uh, production companies to bring scripts forward and produce them. You know, some of them are like Lord of the Rings or The Expanse. It's a very expensive show. And some of them are a lot lower budget. And I, I'm not saying I have an opinion here. I'm saying I could see it going either way because I think that this kind of vertical integration in the kind of TV content space, I think we have had a lot of innovation here. I mean, they have X number of dollars. They say, okay, this is this bet on this. We're going to make X number of $20 million bets, and then we're going to have our $100 million show here. Like, do you see what I mean? I think the outcome of it being in a couple of silos, like HBO Max, Netflix, Showtime, yada, 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 I I don't look at where television is and say, like, we're really hurting for, for content. And I I am, I think the optimistic view, which I'm not sure I agree with, is that, you know, if we move to a Game Pass kind of subscription model for the industry, uh, which you know, Sony reportedly is looking at as well. I could actually see this being better 
for some developers in some way. And you know, maybe it even gets us away from this mindset of, you know, you have people talking about what's beyond a triple A game, like a quadruple A game, it being that expensive to develop. You know, Netflix traditionally has kind of put the kibosh on those kinds of hyper expensive uh, uh, shows. So I, I think there's, there's a possibility it could actually get better. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with you though, Simone. How having said that, the the way that it's going is the way that it's going. Like I I mean, I hear exactly what you're saying, Brie. I think television's a little bit different because I really think that was just about the moving of power where you move from networks and and, and cablers into streaming services. So I, I feel like that's just been more of a transition of power, more than less less than consolidation. I think movies would be a, a better thing to look at. And at this point, you you don't have sub, you know, $300 million budget films anymore. You either have a very small film or a very big film. And all of the stuff that used to be in the middle is now television. Um, and and so I, I get your concern on that, Simone. But I do just kind of wonder, like, if this is the way that it's happening, that this is going to be consolidated one way or another, like, it, it, if there's nothing that's going to be done to stop this. And at this point, I mean, I feel like Activision wants to sell. So who are your options? Your options would be Sony, assuming they had enough money to do that, which I don't know if they do, um, you would have um, uh, Tencent, uh, you would maybe have Baidu, you would have Microsoft, you would have Apple. Like those would be kind of your, you would have Amazon if Amazon wanted to, wanted to get into that space. Um, that, you know, that would have um, been and, smart it, for them actually after everything they've been through. I mean, I mean, it, it, it would have been, and and and, and there there's been wars, there's been reports that there was a bidding war. So who knows who it was a bid between? And I have I have no idea. And I don't want to start any rumors or anything. I'm just saying. I'm so just saying that case, Bill Spencer and Jeff Bezos met late at night on a ferry <laughs> in the Puget Sound. And ha- just duked it out, mano a mano. Right. It'd be Andy Jassy now, but yes, but uh, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like it. So well, if I this already hap- sent Bezos because Bezos is well renowned in the fist fight. This is true. <laughs> I mean, he he is he is really buff. Sorry, but, go I mean, on, finish but, your good no, point. <laughs> no, we you know what I'm saying. But like, but this is, like if this is the direction that's going in, this is the direction it's going in. We can all dislike it, but it is what it is. Um, and so you know, for me, like. I, I can agree that I don't necessarily know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad either, but I don't know if it's good for gaming. But I also I almost feel like that's an academic question because that's this deal doesn't change that. Like this was an opportunity that the company, because of their own problems, to be clear, the horrific things that were happening inside the company meant that they wanted to sell. And because of the amount of money that games are making, um, and and because of the bets people want to make, like the consolidation is already happening. So like, you know, you at that point, you kind of like have to say, all right, well, where is this going to go? Uh, and what are the opportunities there? And and what does this mean for all the many, many, many sub studios within those places? Um, and, and I don't know. I hope I hope that it leads to good things. But I feel like asking if, if this is good or bad for gaming, I, I, I tend to probably agree with you more. But I also feel like it doesn't matter because this is the direction the industry is going in and whether whether we like it or not. I I totally agree with your uh, film versus TV comparison because I I mean this has been this is not new to AAA games at all that the largest offerings make millions and millions of dollars and cost millions upon millions of dollars and that sort of middle tier uh, B grade B grade games have just been ceasing to exist since the early two thousands that's certainly not new. And you're totally right that it does mirror what has happened 
in film, you know, on an even faster, uh, what's happened to games has happened on an even faster timeline than what happened to film where we are seeing corporations uh, consolidating and going all in on these huge tentpole projects. Um, And it's harder and harder to get a just a quote unquote normal (laughs) middle of the road, like (laughs) typical uh, feature film made. Whereas in television, I think there's so much space. And part of that is because there are a bunch now of companies, streamers, uh, channels, etc., competing for eyeballs in that space it's 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 certainly consolidated but at the same time it's also expanded and that's created opportunities for different kinds of creators to try to make their mark in that space and that's very different from what we're seeing happening in games where really it is a bunch of a a lot of triple a games and then a your expensive to less than expensive indies um, and there's amazing creativity going on in the indie space, but AAA games, I, I do feel like we've seen less and less innovation in that space. Um, and that's not Microsoft's fault, obviously, but I do think it's something that we'll see continuing. And like when we're talking about Activision Blizzard being bought by Microsoft, uh, we're obviously talking about one AAA company buying another AAA company. So in that sense, I think... Maybe you're right, Bree, that nothing is materially changing in that sense. No, 100%. I want to uh, bring up one other thing before we jump topics here, because this is really interesting to me. Um, I was really surprised to see um, the New York Times report that, uh, you know, this acquisition was part of uh, their kind of vision with uh, getting involved in the quote unquote metaverse. Yes. And I read that story three times and I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> like, you know, if you think about Activision Blizzard, they don't have any unique um like skills at developing AR or VR well, games. This is where I, I think it does make sense. I, I do think the reporting on this has been very dense because weird, a yeah. lot of people think that the metaverse, they take it on its face to mean like what Facebook has said it means, which is VR and AR business meetings. When in reality, Microsoft, who has been the steward of Minecraft, which mm-hmm. is the metaverse <laughs> um, for years and years, Microsoft the, the Microsoft, I think, is what I've seen a lot of people say very smartly is that Microsoft is making a bet that games are the tent poles of gathering in the future. And they've got now Call of Duty, where Call of Duty Warzone is huge. It's a massive free-to-play multiplayer game. World of Warcraft, a huge MMO, like the legacy MMO. Um, Overwatch, another like less, you know, uh, less uh, venerable, but still large social title. Minecraft, a creative world where millions of people gather and socialize and create together. I think that's, I think when Phil Spencer in his quote about how this is a bet on the met, or maybe it was Satya Nadella's quote about how this is a bet on the metaverse. I think that's what they mean when they're talking about the metaverse. They're not talking about producing VR or AR for you know social or enterprise purposes. I think they're talking about these already existing uh, virtual hubs where people congregate and make purchases and socialize. 
I think that's a that's a fair reading of it, and that's why I came to. It's also worth noting, yeah, Microsoft does have uh, expertise with HoloLens, which I think is probably the most interesting uh, AR product that's out there today. Um, but I want to tell you, I did Bloomberg yesterday with Emily Chang, and part of the segment I did was them going through all the game stocks and how they oh, were gosh. reacting to that one that one quote. And I'm sitting there listening to this reporter talk about it, like this is up, this is down and I'm like what the hell are you guys talking about you know nothing about this space and I'm like that really is how the stock market works isn't it like there's a buzzword and they report on it all day and that's why stocks go up I was just blown away by that that's not heartening at all Brianna (laughs) all right this episode of rocket is brought to you by the wonderful folks over at text expander from smile our pals what would you do with more hours every month i oh god i would write a novel ideally i would finish my interior design course I would do all of these wonderful things. Maybe I would finish scripts faster. Well, repetitive typing, little mistakes, searching for answers, those things are all taking precious time away from you and your team. With Text Expander, you can take that time back so you can focus on what matters most in your business. With Text Expander, you and your team can keep your messages consistent, save time and be more productive, be accurate every time. The way that we work is changing rapidly. Make work happen wherever you are by saying more in less time and with less effort using Text Expander. Text Expander. You will never need to copy paste repetitive responses ever again and risk slipping up. No, sir. No way. No <laughs> how. With Text Expander, you ever like, gosh, sometimes when I'm am writing a boilerplate email, you know, and you do that copy paste thing and you've got someone's name in it. Don't do that anymore. Don't take that risk. Oh my goodness. Never make that mistake. Your knowledge will always be at your fingertips with a quick search or abbreviation with Text Expander. Here's how it works drop your commonly used content into a Text Expander snippet and give it an abbreviation. Share your snippet with your entire team. Just type a few characters to trigger your snippet, and the content expands anywhere you type. It is that easy, and it truly does by the way, work everywhere because it's on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. Christina, what do you like best about Text Expander? I like how it doesn't make me have to repeat the same kind of either very simple repetitive things or more complicated repetitive things. Like I like that I don't even have to think about it. I'm just like, okay, I have this stored, whether it's me running in like a regular expression or like a, a snippet of Python or JavaScript or whatever, or, or Apple script, or if it's just being something like you said, like saying like, okay, I'm not going to repeat the same person's name when I, I send this mail. I like that I don't have to like worry about it. It's all just there and it it's it syncs across my devices. All your devices, like I said, all your devices. And as a listener of Rocket, you can get 20% off your first year. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. That is textexpander.com slash podcast and get 20% off. Our thanks to Text Expander for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. I've missed having them as a sponsor. It's good to have them. They're back. wonderful. They are the best. They make me smile. So <laughs> get, get out of here. All right. Well, 
Thanks, Christina, for being on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Huge news in the crypto world this week. Cryptocurrency exchange Crypto.com was compromised and hackers accessed 400 customer accounts this week. I don't know why I'm doing this in the cadence of an ad read. It's not. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Although, if, if they would like to give us money, I will say nice things about them. It will not affect our editorial judgment in the slightest, but I will take their money. We will rename Rocket to Crypto.com Rocket. Crypto.com presents Rocket, yeah. Christina Warren, breaking, confesses to the Crypto.com hack, says, I will take Crypto.com's money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, in all seriousness, oh, how terrible. Okay. Security and analytics company Peck Shield says that around $15 million, um, which, uh, you know, dollars, but it was taken in Ether, uh, Ethereum, were lost and are currently being washed through Tornado Cash. Uh, earlier this week, people had reported their accounts were compromised and were making strange transactions. So Crypto.com paused withdrawals uh, to investigate uh, they have since resumed withdrawals uh, and confirmed that users' money are safe. Uh, Protocol.com reported that users who had lost funds were being reimbursed, uh, which is huge, especially considering the amount lost, uh, though Crypto.com has not yet acknowledged any losses. Uh, one crypto enthousiast, enthusiast, Ben Baller, on Twitter uh, claimed that his account had been breached and lost 4.28 Ether, uh, which comes out to around $15,000. Um, he said that he did have TFA on um, and that the perpetrators must have bypassed some of the company's security features. Uh, currently, Crypto.com, like I said, has not made a comment. They have said that they will release a postmortem soon and that they have since strengthened their infrastructure. Uh, and like I said, that uh, users' money was safe, although there is the question of passwords and other data, I think, left to be resolved. Uh, Crypto.com, of course, is the company that bought the naming rights to the Staples Center. <laughs> the dumbest the dumbest naming rights purchase of all time. I'm just going to say it. I cannot think of anything dumber. But you can't call it the Crypto.com Center. I no, don't. you can't. No, this is what I'm saying. Like, it is literally like, I mean, you know, it is lighting uh, your money on fire. Because, you know what? What? I don't know. I might be thinking about it. Maybe I Staples is also a huge personality-less corporation. Maybe I'm yes, just it is, used but, but, to it being the Staples well, Center. Well, yes, but Sears Tower is the same thing. You're used to it. That's the thing, though. It's become known as that. It's like the Pan sure. Am building. It's like Pan Am hasn't existed in God knows how well, long. Well, that makes and, like, it okay, still call it that. Pan Am has an aesthetic associated with it. Yeah, no, but the Sears Tower, you don't call it the Willis Tower. You call it the oh, Sears Tower. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, All right, so, so it will remain the Staples Center in our hearts. 100%. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying, like, like to me, it's just I, they they also ha- did the Matt Damon uh, commercial. Like, they have so much money that 15 million. When I heard that, I was like, oh, that's nothing. Because like, I, I was like, oh yeah, they they will just totally cover the losses on that and cover up what really happened. They're just gonna be like, yep, sorry about that. Here you go. We'll figure out what happened because it's like, yeah, not well, even. Well, what a do y'all blip. make of this? Do you think it? I mean, we've said it probably won't affect them financially, <laughs> but do you think it affects their credibility? No. I don't think they had any really to begin with, but they have a great domain name. I I just love. I I wish I could have like seen Matt uh, Damon seeing the story break because he recently did a whole ad for them. I don't like, think he gr- cared. Yeah, I think he got. I think, I think he got a ton of money. It'd be the same way. I'm going to be completely honest. If if, yeah. if, if if Crypto.com sponsored Rocket and if it was Crypto.com presents Rocket and we were paid <laughs> like Matt Damon money, 
you know, which which look will never happen. But if that were the case, like I would be like, yeah, you know what? They had a problem, guys. They took care of it. At least everyone was made whole. See how see how great they are. I mean, I just I don't think it matters. I think I could that- see you like walking just to describe to listeners this commercial, which is amazing. It is so terrible. It is amazing. You should go watch it immediately. And he's like walking through all these yeah. historical, historical things, things that are being recreated all around him, and then he's like. And we can look to the future, crypto.com. And you're like, oh my God, like they got their their money's worth. It's a good performance, but holy crap, like your credibility, dude, <laughs> this is a bad call. So uh, yeah, I, I found that funny. I mean, I think there's the, there's of course the academic point that, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, these are completely speculative currencies that have absolutely you you have no protection of any regulatory agency or any safeguards you have no legal options i mean you know this is this is truly the wild west so um you know if you're going to do this understand that risk and uh accept it but um you know i i announced on twitter this week i have a lot of money that I made over a thousand percent in investment in uh, in Bitcoin uh, that I bought a while back. I'm at the point where I'm just going to cash out and put it in my retirement account. I'm I'm personally unconvinced there are like a lot of new people that are going to buy this, um, you know, and I just think I could make more money with it being in more traditional investments at this point. It's fascinating. So, Have you yeah. seen those stats going around about like the percentage of Bitcoin wealth that is held by 2% of right. yes. users? Right. Well, no, that's, that's the funny thing, right? Like it's supposed to be all about like decentralization and making everyone rich. No, it's just about making a different set of rich people richer. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't solve inequality at all. 100%. Like, it, it's just about making the, the inequality distributed to a different group of like really rich people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my my friend Lexi Alexander, you know, she directed uh, The Punisher. You know, she's Palestinian. She's a fantastic Twitter follow. You should absolutely go follow her. And she brought up something I've literally never heard anyone say about Bitcoin before, that in countries that don't have a functional banking system, uh, including people that she personally knows, you know, Bitcoin and access to that has literally been life and death for people. And it does have that kind of utility, uh, like actually as a currency across, uh, across, you know, international boundaries. So, um, it's just a point of view I'd never considered with this. And I think it's well said, but as far as my belief that it's ever going to become an actual currency here in the United States, no, I don't believe that at all. That actually is fascinating. I I do. Yeah, I see the point that it might be that it is valuable to have a currency that exists without having to necessarily like, say, take a currency from X country and then transfer it to like dollars if you come to America, pounds if you come to the UK, however you do it. Um, It does, I think, still at the end of the day, because it is so technology dependent and you need to be so technology literate to deal with it it's still a walled garden in a sense um it's it's i i feel like it's at the end of the day still accessible only by a certain class of people even though it doesn't even though borders as a concept don't necessarily apply to it but that is fascinating and i've never thought about that before either um i had a question for you all what was that question going to be? It was about this freaking thing 
about crypto.com sing- this 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 uh you know shadow singapore company with 3000 employees oh yes it was um, about how uh so so far they've said that the us government uh which like usually does reach out about data breaches so far they have not been contacted yet according to them as reported by the outlets that i read writing about this uh what do you two think about i guess the possibility of an investigation here and like what that could what that could possibly even yield it's a Singapore-based company. I don't know how much they can do with it. And it depends on what countries the accounts were stolen from, because you can sign up for a crypto.com account in the United States. But I imagine that the vast majority of their users are not in the United States, which is why they've been doing such a huge U.S. push. I have to imagine that's what it's about. They want to have competition with Coinbase. Um, Binance, which is the other really big one, has a much smaller U.S. presence because they can't operate here in and, and, and a lot of the same levels, like the stuff you have to, you have to do to have a Binance account and, and what you can do in the U.S. is far, far different than what you can have other places. I believe Binance is, is uh, from Hong Kong. So I don't know. I mean, if, if these are if these accounts were not U.S. accounts, then what what would the government, what would the U.S. government be able to do in this? Like, it's not a U.S. company. Like, and so so what investigation can they do on that part? I have no idea. Bree, do you have any thoughts? Uh, I think it's funny that the libertarians need the United States government to ride to the rescue <laughs> and pursue with the uh, with the power of the state. I find that funny. Well, evidently they don't. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the thing that's so awkward about this moment right now is that all of this supposed decentralization is still so so tied up in of course it the is. systems that exist. Yeah, it, it, yeah, of course it is, but it's just incredibly awkward and unwieldy yeah christine you're dead on it's not gonna solve inequality it's just a different generation getting in on the grift absolutely so go get paid go get paid and i mean and at this point it is it is a certain number of people who you know have already kind of got the got the bag i mean that's fine you know if if you can make it work like i'm not gonna like be mad at people who've made money on on um you know any sort of uh you know like investment whether it, it's you know gambling or what it is like you do you um i also think and it's interesting like 15 million we talk about that like it's a lot of money and obviously for regular things it is it's not that seems really small i mean like, yeah. it, like, like with what mount gox was like that was massive right and and there were investigations even though that was japanese there were investigations into that and then there was actually you know then cases of like fbi agents and other people like stealing stuff that was recovered from that there was all kinds of other things 15 million in, in eth like Again, it kind of feels like it's a rounding error, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we see more more stuff get stolen from like you know uh, NFTs, you know, like this, this seems like one of those things. So I have a feeling that this would be unless it like I if it was you know um, fifteen billion, yes. But 15 million, I don't even think that crosses the threshold of anybody even raising an eyebrow, especially since there's not any proof that there was necessarily like a security thing. I mean, there might have been some security problems, but it also it also seems likely that people maybe didn't have their their keys and their passwords and stuff stored the way that they should have. So I don't know like whose fault it was. They 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 made the um people whole, which is good, which usually doesn't happen. But um, yeah, I think it'd be a completely different conversation if this was 15 billion and not 15 million. Sure. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Hrefs. Do you wish you could get more traffic from Google? Half the battle is understanding what the heck you need to fix on your site. 
You could hire consultants, but that would be super costly. Your solution is Hrefs Webmaster Tools, and it is free. The best part is this is not a 14-day free trial offer. It's just straight up free. And it's a super powerful tool that'll do a full website audit for you and keep working for you. What? It'll scan your site and prioritize precisely what you need to fix to improve your search results so that you can see which keywords your pages are ranking for. Understand how Google sees your content and discover how making changes can blow your traffic up, which is good, like blow it up big, which could be good and do a lot for your business. It's time you get started uh, getting Google to work for your business. Go to hrefs.com slash webmaster dash tools to get the free tool now, or click on our link in the show notes. That is hrefs.com, A-H-R-E-F-S.com slash webmaster dash tools. Our thanks to Hrefs for their support of Rocket and all of Relay FM. Ha 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 ha. Before we get into our third topic, since Brianna missed our couple weeks of covering the uh, end of the Theranos, uh, Elizabeth Holmes' trial, <laughs> uh, we did hear, alas, we left you, uh, Elizabeth Holmes had been convicted for like half her counts yes. and mistried for some of them. Her sentencing date has now been set for September, and oh. that is when we are going to be resolving the bet between mm-hmm. Brianna and Christine about whether Elizabeth Holmes will see jail time. Well, it will be at the appellate courts if they turn down her request, then we'll we'll know at that point. So that's the the total end date will be September, correct? Uh potentially, yeah. I mean, yeah. like unless unless it gets moved again and, and it could it could be moved again. So but her sentencing is is right now set for September. So that uh, makes me feel less positive about Brianna's chances of winning. Am I am I valid in that? Why? I don't know. The fact that it's so far away. No, it's just a, the wheels of justice are slow. All right. All right. Wheels of justice. I'm going to spend my $500. I'm going to hire like a plane to get to fly outside your window, Christina, which just Brianna wins. It's going to cost me like $1,000. I was going to say it's going to cost money. more than that, but that would yes. be great. Bring I mean, look, I, I, I love that. Actually, no, that would be the most rocket thing ever. I, yes. I highly, highly recommend that you do that because if I win, I, I could see myself doing the same thing. See, yeah. like, ha ha. You know, like, like, like losers, uh, you know, like, like, like what was it? Cro- crooks never go to jail or something like that. I don't know. I love it. I love this, it. The sad and beautiful irony of this is that if you, either of you win, you're going to be doing such irresponsible things with your money. And if I, a person who does not participate in $500 bets one, I would be putting my money in a Roth IRA. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, it, it, and this is, and and you know what, Simone? That is why you are not part of these games because you are you have more sense than to do that. I don't play That's to correct. win, <laughs> right? Well, you have more sense to do that. Bree and I do not. Um, I especially who, yeah. I mean, whatever. Um, also, I I can uh, look. Worst case, Bree, this is a win for both of us because it's a tax write off. It's a gambling loss. Oh, 100 percent. Oh my god. You know, what I'll, you know what I should do? I'll hire a graphic designer to make a coffee mug. The the uh, the, the rocket Elizabeth Holmes goes to jail like muck. So every time and you're sending it, suck at Christina. Yeah, yeah. that will sell it on, on uh, through relay.com and people can buy it and enjoy it. So you will have invested in something as beautiful. That is an admirable goal. And now let us talk about today's <laughs> dessert. Oh my Folks, God. You need to get ready 
for Scam Spring. Uh, because not only do we have a trailer for the upcoming Netflix series Inventing Anna about Anna Delvey, uh, we also have a trailer <sighs> for a new WeWork series. And uh, upcoming, like on the same timeline, are the uh, the projects about Uber and Theranos. So we are gearing up for every show, or sorry, every scam story that we've covered on Rocket over the past seven years to get a freaking TV show. It's our moment. So excited, y'all! It is. I was gonna say it's like all of our favorites, like Adam from WeWork and Travis from Uber and Anna from. Anna, Anna from and, Anna, and and and, 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 and Elizabeth from Theron. Like honestly, like the entire gang of scamsters. I'm so excited. I feel like this is this is really just a culmination of of great TV. We were talking about you know TV before. This is just like a culmination of of great projects aimed directly at us. I can't wait for the uh, end of the year for 2022 because we will be able to give an award to the best oh, scam yes. TV oh. show. Oh I'm my god! I'm so excited yes. about that. Oh, let's talk about the uh, Anna show trailer. So this is the one that's coming from Shonda Rhimes production company. It's called Inventing Anna. Uh, It's coming up on Netflix and they released the first trailer this week. Uh, It stars Julie Delvey. Nope. Nope. Sorry, Julie. Oh, my God. Garner. 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 Julia Garner. Julia Garner. Holy cow. (laughs) Just had a complete brain meltdown as Anna Delvey. Her name um, what were y'all's reactions to this trailer? She effing nailed it. I yes. mean, she is. She is her. She just is. Yeah. No, I I I I was like, I I, I could not imagine better casting. Um, I loved her on The American. She's really good on Ozark as well. Oh, she's and so good. She got the accent like people were commenting in the YouTube clips. They're like, her accent doesn't sound Russian. It's so weird. And and other people were having to correct, and they were like, No, that's really how she sounds. And I was like, because I've listened to Anna Delby talk so much and and I, I i was like oh wow she freaking nailed it like every aspect i was like this is just perfect i'm glad i let you talk because that was the exact thing that i was gonna say <laughs> which is the people in the comments being like what what is this accent um yeah right she's a fake russian heiress that's the point <laughs> that's the that's whole the point, point. <laughs> yes <laughs> no what i i love this actress she is so good on ozark and i don't know if it was the same for you christina but for me growing up in mississippi i knew that girl like yeah. the, the kind of scummy scamster but southern scamster that you know is, is selling meth or, or doing something else super shady i i went to high school with like 20 of those girls so i love the character and seeing her play Anna Delvey it's just like I it's 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 like everything I ever dreamed of this project being coming true so I am psyched about this yeah I'm really excited and um Anna Klumsky uh who is in Veep um uh is uh, is going to be Jessica Pressler um I, I imagine although I, I think they've changed the um the, the name of the the writer, but um, but that looks great. It looks like um, I, I I'm, I'm very excited. Like just from what we've seen, it looks so good and far better than the real like Anna Delby deserves. But I'm also, I mean, that story, that New York Magazine article was so incredible. Like three year, four years later, I still think about it like a lot. And uh, it, it, if anything, is like worthy of like an adaptation, even though we know all the details and we've talked to Rachel Williams, who is is a, um, a 
someone is is named Rachel. Uh, the, the Katie Lowe's is the actress. Uh, so um, it, Rachel looks like got uh, life rights. Uh, so it looks like Rachel. I know that she'd signed a deal to sell her book to to uh, HBO, but it looks like if they're naming the character Rachel, then I'm hoping that that Rachel got paid too. So yeah, I just this is. It, it's such a bizarre story, you know, especially now that she's out of jail. Yeah, we see just like the barest glimpse of the Rachel character in the trailer uh, talking about how Anna charged the whole Moroccan vacation to yep. her credit cards. Um, and I, I cannot wait to see more. They were doing something really interesting in the trailer where it, it felt like they kept kind of they, they showed a considerable amount of of Garner as Anna, but it, there were some uh, uh, quite a few shots where they're like showing her like partially obscured by someone else or in kind of a blur, which I thought was interesting. I'm I'm ex- I'm interested to see what they're what they're trying to do there in the full series when it comes out, and I inevitably watch the whole thing. Oh yeah, we binge it. I mean, I'm I'm feeling. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I almost feel like we should have like an emergency pod or like a members only oh, pod or something. I think I could, a good I would idea. Love that. I think it's a great idea. Um, what what Scam Spring show are y'all looking forward to the most? Because I gotta say, it's still Theranos for me. I love Anna, but you know, I feel like you know, Anna is like she's a good baseball team, but you know, this is the Yankees versus the Red Sox. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, I think Anna's the most fun. But but I feel like 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 Elizabeth is the big leagues. Well, you know what it is. It's the the scam series for Succession watchers versus the scam series for Silicon Valley watchers. Yes, and yes. obviously, I I love my my money drama and my <laughs> class drama. So I'm I think I'm more excited for inventing Anna. But um, tell me about give me your Theranos argument. I mean, come on, like, like Elizabeth Holmes is the ultimate villain. Like, she's just crazy, right? Like, she's got the eyes, she's got the mannerisms, she's divorced from reality. She thinks she's Steve Jobs. She has a, a dog that she thinks is a wolf. I mean, it's it's all there. Like, of the two, I would much rather, like... Such a I, risk I, for that to turn into high, high camp yeah. for our dear uh Well, I was going to say, Jennifer. I was going to say, the, the nice thing about about uh, the Theranos thing is we get two. We get the um, Amanda Sifried one, the dropout uh, based on the the uh, ABC podcast, and then we get the, uh, the Bad Blood film, so the Adam McKay film. So we get both. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, and, and then- Riches untold know, for us. And, and then speaking of, of Silicon Valley type of stuff, there are, are the two male projects. There's- um, the uh, the Uber uh, project based on um, a Mike Isaac's book starring Joseph Gordon-Lovett as Travis Kalanick, which, you know what? I can see it. I think that's probably not bad casting. And then the uh, the WeWork Apple TV show with Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway, which looks awesome. So Yes. So I didn't watch the trailer for this. Can you tell us about it? I mean, basically, what they just show is like you have uh, 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 Jared Leto looking very much like like Adam Newman, having a very like thick Israeli accent, talking about uh, all the things he's wanting to do, and then you see, you know, um, Anne Hathaway, which is perfect casting for his wife. I might add, who's like one of the Paltrow's cousin. Like it is absolutely perfect casting. Because um, I've even said, and it's funny before we even knew she was cast. I think I'd even commented before like I could play her. And sure and enough, you they, are they, in Anne Hathaway would play you. So right, it, it, right. it all well, comes well, together. No, well, I was just going to say they cast my doppelganger to to do it. So <laughs> um, like, you know, the uh, the the we crashed thing looks really good. 
Um, I, I just feel like like uh, I, I feel like Jared Leto is is not is going to fully embrace the the Adam Newman, you know, like uh, energy of we thing. <laughs> and and so to me, that just kind of feels like, you know, like he's kind of like going back to your succession comment before, like he he very much has Jeremy Strong energy. Right. Yeah. Try hard theater kid energy. Well, but but also just like very committed to the whole thing. And so I can see him going full method on this, which I would love to like have a conversation with the other cast about was like, did he really become, you know, kind of this sort of guru sort of thing? Anyway, I'm very excited. This uh, man uh, about it. Mr. Leto, who I do not like keeps fooling me he keeps becoming so unrecognizable that i cannot find him i did not realize until i was getting this all together in the show notes that that was him in the freaking trailer (laughs) and i know i just said i didn't watch it i watched like the first 10 seconds of it and then i got pulled away for a work thing which is why i forgot to go back but i i saw him i saw adam the adam newman character and i was like i don't recognize that actor (laughs) <laughs> what is wrong with me? And then in freaking House of Gucci, obviously they put him under 10 yards of prosthetics and that, Correct. which I don't know why they did. Um, but I did not. He's unrecognizable in that as well. He needs to be watched. He needs to have a tracker put on him. Um, we need to be aware of Jared Leto or of where he is at all times because he keeps trying to disguise himself and slip away. And I'm not he, okay he with it. He does. So this this one's going to be an eight episode series uh, the, uh, on Apple TV uh, Plus. The first three episodes come out on March 18th. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, I, I'm excited about that. And then the Uber um, show um, with Joseph Gordon-Lovett. Uh, when is that one coming out? That is coming out. This is in Super Pumped. And this is a Showtime series. And that is coming out on February 27th. So we have Showtime. February 11th. So we have nice. February 11th for uh, the um, Inventing Anna, uh, February 27th for Super Pumped, March 18th for uh, um, We Crashed, and let me find out the date for The Dropout. I believe that is in April. Um, that is on Hulu. And that one is March 3rd. Okay. Wow. So, so, so literally all of these are one. So, so February 11th, um, uh, uh, March third, uh, March eighteenth, and and what what was the other date that I said? Like February twenty seventh. So so February third, February twenty seventh for us. Um, uh, uh March third, March eighteenth. So like, yeah, within like the span of like, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Like this is really really great great time for us to really have just wonderful television content. Um, also Kyle Chandler and Uma Thurman are in the super pumped. I don't know if you saw that oh, uh, trailer or not, cool. but, but Uma oh Thurman is, Uma Thurman is, uh, is, is Ariana. Oh my God. That is perfect. And it's That's actually fun. really good. She gets the voice down as well. I don't think she looks like Ariana, but she has a wig and, and she does get the voice down. And, um, I've met Ariana a couple of times. She complimented my hat once, which was nice. Um, I was, I was wearing some sort of Prada beanie. I don't know. I was not having a good hair day. And so I had the the hat and she complimented it. That was nice. But anyway, um, let's wrap this bad boy up. Anyway, I'm just saying this, this is good stuff for all of us. Yes. We're, we're, we gotta figure out a way to do commentary on it. Like we'll, we'll have a talk after the show or something. We'll figure it out. Well, how about we talk now, Brianna, what are you up to this week? What am I up to this week? Uh, I am about to go down to uh, New Jersey tomorrow and get a pinball table for my house. Oh, uh, because my it is Omicron. 
no, it's going to be great. It's a Jurassic Park table. I'm losing my mind with Omicron, and I got to have something new to do. So, um, y'all, I have something I wanted to say. Do you know what happened on this day seven years ago? I think I do, but tell me. The very first episode of Rocket, our pilot, and I was thinking before this, I don't think I've ever had the same job for seven years before. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the longest I've ever done something. So, uh, wow, that's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Seven years. I, I I do feel comfortable rounding up in this case. That is quite literally almost a decade yeah. And that's really nuts. It is actually officially the longest job I've had. I had this job when I was a Pixelkin, and then I still have it now. <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy. That is nuts. Our I, first I was, episode I was... was all about Ant-Man, if you can believe that. Oh, good God. Oh, my why? God. Because, yeah, why? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, Christina, what are you up to this week? Well, I'm, I'm I'm recalling or sort of trying to remember that we talked about Ant Man, which wow, um, <laughs> and uh, seven years. This is this is my second longest job. Mashable, I was there for right at seven years. So this will be as of like next episode. I will have been there like longer. A rocket. I will nice. have been so there longer. Get so, there. So, rock, so we're gonna get there. So like in a week, I will have, like rocket will outlast <laughs> Mashable, which is really something so uh i am just kind of uh doing uh work stuff i'm still working on um the the download which you can find at uh youtube.com slash microsoft developer and just kind of chilling i'm gonna be uh going um to atlanta in a couple of weeks for a concert and so i'm just kind of um i like the the month is the year is already kind of slipping away so i'm just trying to plan things no it is not this year is going way slower than last year for me don't jinx me and that's a good thing, I should say, by the way. No, I, it is a good thing. I'm just <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing much this week. Just continuing to work, um, working on my stuff. <laughs> All right. Hey, <laughs> uh, Christina, where can we find you online? Well, as I mentioned, you can find the show that I do, the download at youtube.com slash Microsoft developer. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at film underscore girl. Uh, hopefully not dragging any um, uh, bros who um, pirate, um, like rip off game ideas. Uh, that, that was unintended. But anyway, oh, that yeah, was so-, so beautiful. You smacked. You really slapped that guy. If you don't mind me you make me put in a timestamp at the at this the final minute of our but, show. But she did. I mean, there's no other word for it. I, I have to use accurate language. Anyway, so film underscore girl on on the Twitters and the Instagram if you want to see more of that type of slapping. Brianna, where are you? Uh, this week I am on um, I'm on uh, uh, Twitter at Brianna Wu, and also uh, thanks to Christine Warren who very generously switched with me this week. I'll be on Twitter uh, this weekend on Sunday, so Yay. look for me there. Awesome! You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Doom Quasar and at YouTube.com/slash Polygon. Thank you so much for listening to our show. I hope that you liked it very, very much and that even now your sweet fingers are guiding you to where the Apple podcast reviews live or whatever reviewing service you wish to use. Do we have a Yelp page? Can we have a Yelp page? I don't think I even want that, but it would be fascinating. Um, (laughs) Go to there, dear listener. Don't let me keep you. Go on. I'll see you next week. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.